1: Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson, and today I'm joined by a Sunday Mail's Scott McDermott and Record Sport Online's Callum Loudon to look at all the latest goings on at Ibrox. On the pod today, we discuss Sunday's comprehensive win over Marseille. We look at the midfield happy headache facing Steven Gerrard, and we also look at the struggle to move on the dead wood in the ranks at Ibrox. Scott, welcome back for your holiday. How was Thank it? Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, feel as if I've been away for here
2: for. Months. Uh, obviously, i in Portugal with Rangers for the pre-season. Then a couple of weeks, couple of weeks off out the loop. But I'm uh, just
1: trying to get my head back in the back in the game, Fraser. You know how it works. You looking tanned, mate? You looking very <laughs> tanned there. sorry right for some. Callum, um, start with you. You were at the game against Marseille on Sunday. Callum, yeah, I was there. Um, the pre-seasons were laggers... This one could be dubbed Carrowsburg, could it? For Steven <laughs> Gerrard, even though I don't particularly like Carrowsburg, but you know the old saying. Four um, nil win, uh, bit of a stroll in the park against a League One club. Who it's got to be said we weren't at full strength, but um, it's quite. It's all looking good for Steven Gerrard. What did you take from the game?
0: Oh, it's a brilliant performance. Uh, I was very impressed uh, by Rangers' levels of commitment uh, for a pre-season friendly. I think you could tell that they were they've played up like a. Like a non-friendly game already, because their level of fitness was just a bit higher, uh, and they were just seemed to be more in tune with this like start of the season. But now it was a very impressive performance against a team that finished fifth and were still playing some multi-million-pound players. It's got to be said.
1: Got a close-up view of the new boys um, who are starting to find their feet now. Anyone in particular stand out for you?
0: Yeah, Joe Aribo was uh, was a mountain in the middle of the park for Rangers. He was winning the ball constantly, breaking up play, uh, linking up with the forwards, the defence. Uh, he was just he was just everywhere, to be honest, and it's a very encouraging sign for Gerard to have a player like that in. Uh, and also, when Shea Ojo came on as well, I was impressed by him. Just raw pace, power, taking people on firing the ball across. But there was some, some uh, Rangers guys that had been there for a while that impressed me, I've got it to be said.
1: Yeah. Scott, let's move on to yourself. Um, yep. You caught the game, you're way, you're way back from holiday. I watched um, it, yep. I thought if there's ways to make a point, uh, then Daniel Candia certainly made it after his uh, omission from the Europa League squad last week. Two goals and a, a thoroughly impressive display. Um, just another headache I suppose he's is, is given Stephen Gerrard
2: It is, I mean that, that's the response that, that Gerrard would have wanted for Kindias, no doubt um, I think going into this season and I think the omission for the Europa League squad is a sign of it, probably Gerrard's thinking that that <coughs> won't feature as much as he did last season I think when Gerrard was asked <coughs> excuse me, about him after the game he touched on the uh, inconsistencies, kind of inconsistencies of of last season. Um, you no, know, I've always said on here. I think he's a decent enough off player. I think he's got a terrific attitude and, and work rate. But I've always said I thought hey, can I, you know, he can no, lacks the the quality that, that Rangers need um, if they're going to <coughs> take that step up, go and challenge for for titles and stuff. Um, so it's no, it was nearly a surprise to me that. No, Gerrard's went out and go guys like Ojo and and Jordan Jones and obviously they're still trying to get trying to get Ryan Kent uh, because I thought Candy's would feature less, but no, my God, what a what a forty five minutes he produced albeit in a in a friendly. Um two terrific finishes, the second in particular. No, brilliant ball for Ryan Jack, but the touch and the finish uh, was sublime for for Kandias, So he hasn't shown that Often enough, uh, I actually think finishing is one of his weak points, um, and that's been kind of proved by his kind of goal return for for Rangers since he signed. <clears throat> but those two finishes on on Sunday were were excellent.
1: Yeah, a lot of new faces on show again, but it seems like they're they're all really settling in now. Um, doesn't seem to be many hiccups trying no, to, I mean, to blend them in. I, the, I just I just think
2: sport. Rangers and Gerard now have got a you know, a specific way of playing uh, and it's been drummed into it was drummed into the squad last season and you get the feeling that the new boys coming in, you no, know, immediately are kinda you no know, drilled in this this way of working, um, you no, know, this kind of pressing game, hunting packs, getting the ball back, moving the ball quickly, you know, they've got real pace up front though, um, you know, two high full backs. There's a real specific way of playing. Rangers haven't had that. And uh, in, in a while, I know you could argue, you no, know, Mark Warburton had a specific yeah. style of play uh, that was that was easy on the eye, especially at the start. But it did become a bit one dimensional. I think this Gerrard style has a bit more to it. Um, when I was in Portugal in pre-season, I watched the uh, I got to go to the Mansfield kind of closed doors game that they played, which was the kind of first game in the pre-season when the new boys came in, and even in that game. No, very low key. Played on a training pitch, uh, against a kind of low league English side. The style, the shape, stayed exactly the same. So it's clearly been drilled in um, from very early on in terms of the new boys. And Gerard wants to keep that going. Of course, there'll be variations of that throughout the season. He'll need to change the shape at times, depending how games are going, depending on opposition. He's already hinted that no, before good centre-backs now, he could go three to back, but that that style and that shape that, that Rangers kind of finished so strongly with last season is definitely the way Gerard wants to go, and I think on Sunday you seen that again, uh, and the new boys clearly, as you said, they've quickly taken it on board, and it has been, you know, touch wood, it's been pretty pretty seamless for them so far.
1: Aye. Well, in terms of shaking it up through the season, they've certainly got plenty of personnel now to choose from, which, which always helps with that. Just the last thing in Marseille, Callum, um, we, we said we can't read too much into that because Marseille were very much uh, not quite second string, but not full guns blazing. Um, but do you feel the momentum is there now to go on and make the kind of start that the Rangers faltered with last season in, in the Premiership campaign?
0: Well, definitely. Uh, there still some. Brilliant players there for Marseille. Uh, that keeper was fantastic. He made about five or six. I thought world class saves. Could have been a cricket score for Rangers, to be honest. But uh, it was just the Rangers really need to push on now after this fantastic start to the season. Another thing I noticed being there was just the uh, team spirit seems really high, which can be a risk sometimes when you bring in a lot of new guys. You know, so maybe some heads will drop. People won't fancy it. But they were all. There was a bit where uh, Connor Goldson kinda of nicked in the cat at his goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were just all joking about it, everyone's having a laugh, they were pointing at each other like you've stole my goal. And it's encouraging to see for a team that's just brought in so many, I think it's eight new players. Yeah. So it seems as though he's got them all on board and everyone's as you've seen McDaniel Candace uh, he seems to be really pushing on uh, with his fantastic start. And I want to give a wee shout out as well to Ryan Jack. I thought he was fantastic and I think he's kind of going under the radar now as well Yeah. with a lot of these new boys coming in but his pass for that second goal was one of the best pass I've actually seen live at a football game. I'm
1: s- I'm s- I've never really seen that done before. Yeah, it was, it was, like it was plane, facing away a from lean the goal, long ball, ah, you, so.
0: I
2: must have known exactly the run that they see me in my heyday. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> didn't any such YouTube such a, clips of that? Pinging the passes every, every, I'm going to every be week. Googling Scotland <laughs> scold as soon as I get back to
1: my back to my computer. <laughs> I, I just I think on the point you made there about the team spirit as well. I think it's clear to see that I mean all, all these clubs here that Celtic, Aberdeen, they, they've all. And it's not unusual to you've made your new signings, but you immediately have a few injury concerns. But I, the Rangers don't seem to have that, they seem to have a full squad desperate to play, de- desperate to hit the ground running. But and moving on, moving on, That that's just an aside. Um, I know Scott, you, you were keen to come on to the, the, the midfield berth battle, and um, you mentioned Ryan Jack there, Callum. Should, should Rangers? Have a do or die game tomorrow Which of course they don't Not for a wee while yet But should Rangers be facing a Celtic tomorrow Who who do you think Gerard would plump for In the midfield, in the wide areas? I've
2: said uh, I said online I think last night I think if there was a If they were playing Celtic tomorrow Then I think his midfield three would be Davis, Camara and Aribo. Um I think he would have Scott Arfield in one of the wider positions where he finished last season. Obviously, Morelos or Defoe up top. And the other wide position, you know, Rangers would hope that it would be Ryan Kent. Uh, but if it isn't, then it would be it would be Shea Ojo. I think that's what Steven Gerrard pretty much sees right now as his, his first choice. Middle <clears> to <throat> front. Now, that's harsh on guys like Ryan Jack, who I'm a big fan of thought he was excellent for large parts of, of last season, obviously scored the one on the old firm game. Rangers fans really like him. Uh, I agree it was it was excellent on Sunday again. That pass was was terrific for Candy goal. Um so it's nothing against him and I think Ryan Jack will play, no irrespective of who Gerard picks uh, first game of the season, Ryan Jack will still play a lot of games. Yeah. Um, Rangers will hope they've got Europa League games uh, in the group stage. They will hope that they, obviously, they go deep into the, the Betfred Cup. So there's going to be a lot of games um, in the first few months of the season. So it's not to say Ryan, somebody like Ryan Jack won't play, but I think in Steven Gerrard's mind, he will see his first choice midfield three as Davis Kamara and Aribo um, I think Davis is now a stick on in terms of how he's played for the last few months uh, and what he gives you in there his experience he was he was excellent again uh, on Sunday as well Camara has been a revelation I don't see how you can leave him out the team given his performances at the end of last season and with Joe Aribo um, no, Rangers pursued him for a long time they see his signing as a big coup when you consider the clubs that wanted him. Obviously, they only paid a few hundred grand with the the cross border compensation, but he's clearly worth a lot, lot more than that. Gerard's a big fan, and he also gives you that balance. If you think of Davis as the kind of base of the midfield, you no, know, kind of conducting it, uh, dictating the play for Rangers with Kamara and Aribo uh off on the legs at either side of him Kamara uh, on the right Aribo on the left i think it gives them a lovely balance in there uh, as i say maybe a bit harsh on Ryan Jack and i might be wrong but i think i think that would be Gerard's first choice three at the moment
1: i well it's, i suppose it's horses for courses as well isn't it some might see that as harsh on Ryan Jack but as you say that could very well be Gerard's first choice three and ryan jack could still make 25 appearances this yeah season. exactly um and then there's old cliche about um it's a squad game these days so yeah, just because those three start doesn't mean ryan jack won't no, there's, a there's
2: going to, there's going to be injuries there's going to be suspensions he's going to want to rotate the team um certain games will be more suited to ryan jack i mean for instance you might go you no know, away to hearts at timecast and you might no, think right. I'd rather Ryan Jack was in there right. instead of Aribo, instead of Kamara. No, Kamara's a ball player. You might look at a game like that and think, no, I need a bit more, a bit more dig. So you go with you go with Jack. Yeah. Um, so no, he will change it around. Um, however, every manager in their own minds have a have a perfect first eleven when they look at their squad. Um, as I say, if they, but they play a huge game the next day, who would they go for? And I think I think Gerard would go with that that midfield that midfield three.
1: What, what do you think, Callum? Um, it's certainly the most difficult of the areas to, to choose mm. uh, a Rangers starting 11, mainly because there's, there's absolute abundance of talent in there. Um, would Ryan Jack be starting a game for, if you were choosing the starting 11?
0: For me, yeah, I think it would be Ryan Jack at the base of midfield with a rebound Kamara. Uh, I think okay. Gerard likes Ryan Jack. I think that Based on what we've seen so far, I think his early season form looks really promising, and I think Aribo and Kamara will definitely be the mainstay of that Rangers midfield, and I think it will be between the other guys who performs best and who impresses them best.
1: Interesting. So Stephen Davis then hasn't quite won you over yet.
0: I just think that he's he's a fantastic player, uh, but I'm just based on what I've seen so far, and what I've seen over the last what I'm, uh, what I saw last season as well. I think Ryan is Rangers Mr. Consistent There's a reason he's a fan favourite. But I think it's interesting you're saying that Scotty Arfield might get pushed out wide again. I don't, I'm not sure because Rangers have put in a lot of time into finding a lot of wingers this summer. Yeah. So I, I think they might at times as well be doing the winger either side and maybe Scotty Arfield will get put into that yeah, midfield.
2: I, I think, again, that will be horses for courses. I agree. I think no, home games especially... No, against teams that Rangers should be beating. No, bottom six teams, for instance, in the Premiership. Then, of course, I think Gerard will look at it and think, I don't need Scott Arfield no, playing that kind of inverted, wide role. I can have him as one of my, my three centre mids. I can have two no, out-and-out wingers. I can bring in Jordan Jones, Jake Hasty, whoever it might be, when they're really going for teams' throats. But I think if it was against Celtic, or If it's against one of the top teams, uh, if it was a tough away game, I think we'll see a lot of Arfield in that in that role uh, that he took up at the end of last season when, you no, know, that system worked so well for Rangers those those last you no know, that those last chunker, of, chunker of games. I think it's a good system when you're, you know, when you're away from home or when you're against one of the top sides because Arfield's so clever, you not know, coming in for the wide area, it gives you that extra man in the middle of the park. He allows Tavernier to, to overlap, you no, know, he'll sit in for him. You no, know, there's a nice a nice balance to it. Um so I, I agree there'll, there'll be certain games and that's why he has signed wingers, because he wants loads of loads of options. And a lot of home games you will find two flying wingers, whether it's Kent, Ojo Jordan Jones whoever um, but I still think in the bigger games as I say if you were playing if they were playing Celtic tomorrow I think no there would be that midfield three and I think Arfield would be would be tucking in for the, the wide right
1: aye St- sticking with Davis I'm quite surprised that you overlooked him there Callum um, now I'll, I'll hold my hands up when he, he, he first signed in January even before he had he'd struggled to get in the side I wondered at his age I didn't think the Scottish Premiership was a, a league for players 33, 34 year old, uh, and outside Scott Brown, I couldn't see anyone that age playing in that role. However, after the split, the, the chunk of games you're talking about, Scott it, it completely won me over with his performances, and it looks like he's just continued that in the pre-season. For for me, it probably be the first name in that 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 midfield three, and um, I think he's got a back when he's on his game. He's got a class that nobody else in that midfield has. So. I don't really know
2: where I'm going with that, to be honest, Scotty. But for no, you it's part I of your fr- three, isn't it? He's it is certainly part of mine. I mean, listen, when he arrived, we spoke about it many times on here, he, he was never gonna be the attacking box to box midfielder. No, that was it that was at Ibrooks a decade ago. Um
1: Controls no. the tempo, games, doesn't he? That that that's it's what he was. it was when when he
2: was playing at Southampton. laterally, he was playing at the kind of base in the midfield, you no, know, dictating the tempo, taking the ball off centre backs, you no, know, starting to build play. That that naturally happens with a lot of players as as they get older, as they go on in their careers. That's what's happened to to Stephen Davis when he when he arrived initially at Rangers last season on the loan deal. He wasn't fit enough. He didn't have enough uh, game minutes in his his legs. You could see that because he hadn't played uh, for such a long while. In the first few games, Gerard did try him in the advanced midfield role. No, he had somebody else sitting. It probably was Ryan Jack most of the time. Um, Davis was played further forward and it didn't work. And to be honest, the move kind of looked doomed at that point. Uh, And I think. I'm right in saying Gerard and Davis had a kinda you no know, a heart to heart about it and in terms of where it was gonna go. There was one game Stephen Davis was completely left out of the squad, away to Aberdeen uh, at Petodrey, didn't even make the bench. That was a real kinda low point for him, and probably a turning point. I think that's what that's what triggered the kinda the pep talk with Gerard. But since then, um or you no know, a few weeks a few weeks later, he got his chance. Is that kind of anchor man in the midfield, and clearly, that's that's where his games at. That's where he's best now. Um, although I think he looks a lot fitter now than than when he arrived. He's clearly had a good preseason. You no, know, we know he's a guy that looks after himself. But in the Marseille game, I mean, as well as dictating play for that kind of number six position, you no, know, he was winning tackles and winning the ball back. You no. Know, no, that kind of change over a possession. He was at the heart of that for Rangers. So I agree. I think he will be one of the first picks. At his age, is he going to go and play 60 games a no season chance, like no. Tavernier or Goldson did last year? Not a chance. But that's where guys like no, Ryan Jack, Greg Docherty, no, Scott Arfield, no, that will come into that. Even uh, the boy Polster who's who can play in that anchor role as well and for that, them. That's though,
1: so. the beauty Stephen Gerrard having so many options yeah. at his disposal this season. It clearly was part of his plan going into this transfer window. Well, I know you, you thought there might be a glimmer of hope for Graham Dorans then, uh, yep. again in this midfield area. Not quite on the outcast list like Kyle Lafferty and Heros Gresda. Um, could he be another that could have a part to play in there?
2: I must say I don't think so now, no. Fraser. I think that ship might have sailed. Um, I was really surprised when uh, I heard just before the Portugal trip that Graham Dons had been left out. I know he was as surprised as as anyone. Um, unlike Lafferty and Gresda, Dorans had started the preseason uh, with the with the first team squad. Um, no, was gearing up for the the trip to Portugal just like every other. No Rangers midfielder uh, thought he was going to play a big part this season. Now that he kind of got himself got himself fit again, so it was a surprise to him. I know he's no, he's quite he's quite down about it. Um, but he's in that uh, no, he's in that group now. We laugh at Gresda Rossiter. Uh, well, I know Rossiter's went loan. Jason Holt's another one. Dodu. Uh Dodo is another one. Uh, these guys. I've pretty much been told to you not know, to go and try and find to go and try and find new clubs. Um, is that a numbers
1: game with Dorans? Do you think um, is it clearly Gerard's having to clear the decks a bit, or do you think there's more to it? Is there something there between the guys that just... Ha- I don't think there's.
2: Be, I don't think there's anything between Gerard and Dorans. Not. No. I think. It, I think it'll have been a difficult decision for Gerard to make um, because he clearly rates Dorans. Well, he played against them and watched them in the English Premier League, so he knows what he can do. He's obviously given him every opportunity to try and get fit and try and get him back in. And you know, there's been a few setbacks for the, the player on the injury front. He's had a couple of years just being beset by, by injuries, um, which is really disappointing for him. You know, being a Rangers fan... Yeah. that move to Ibrox was everything to him he really wanted to kick on uh, in his career and give you know, at least three good years to Rangers and it hasn't it hasn't happened for him um, yeah. so uh, listen I'm surprised Roger, respect I mean going to Portugal looking at midfielders um, you know took a couple of young players over like Stephen Kerry uh, Burjonas to give them a bit of experience Um these guys I know Stephen Kelly's went alone, loan but Jonas will probably do the same I can't quite get my head around why you wouldn't take Adorans to Portugal anyway mm-hmm. to give him a couple of games see him in training you know, see how fit he is a guy of that calibre yeah. in, in that class when he's on his game I thought Gerard would have given him one more chance, like you say. I didn't see him in the same kind of bracket as Dan Lafferty, who were pretty much written off. I mean, they were they were written off at the end of last season when they were told uh, and kind of in certain terms that they wouldn't be they wouldn't be part of the plans this year. Doran's was a bit different, so it has come as a surprise. But no, it's been a tough decision for Gerard. But clearly, he's just looked at all the factors. He's looked at the midfielders he's got, guys like Docker. He's came back. In giving him another another option, he's obviously younger, get more legs, more energy, played fifty odd games, competitive games last year um he's just weighed everything up and unfortunately for Graham Doran's he's been deemed surplus to, to requirements yeah,
1: odd one. It's, it's quite surprising that's been two years quite yeah. amazing mm. that's been two years since he signed under quite a bit a bit of a fanfare really pardon the pun because he's obviously known as a, a great ranger supporter for you Callum let's bring you in at that, at that point I mean i I'd even mentioned Greg Doherty there there is an abundance mm. of talent in that area is Graeme Dorans just odd one out really? Or do, w- would you like to see him given a chance in his final year of his contract?
0: He's had a rough summer, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Ever since I I well I wonder.
1: <laughs> I was he I went to hint
0: at that bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of Jack's that on from it little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little of came on he of just as fit he doesn't seem to have had any injury problems the last couple of problems little bit of it's been a couple of years. He's not quite got himself fit, has he? has been been—you've seen him in glimpses—and I definitely think he's still got the talent. Uh, but I don't think it's a personal issue. I just don't think he's—he's he's quite ever going to get him back up to that level he was at as a player. And I think that Gerard's management style, from what we've seen, isn't—he is not very—he doesn't give people that many chances, does he? He's quick thinking. You'll get you. You've got your chance, and then... you got to take it there. Yeah, that, that's what... I would what say Doran's
1: possibly is more of a, a goal threat than some of those... Well, I he's
0: kind of... There's no one else, really. I'd say he's the closest thing in the squad to Scotty Arfield. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wouldn't say... like I think he could play that forward uh, attack midfield role like yeah. Scotty Arfield did. So it'd be interesting uh, if he could be the backup, maybe, for that position. That's the only thing that I would say maybe he is worth a chance, but I, I don't see him getting a chance, to be well, honest.
2: One thing I'll say about Doran's is... Again, um, no compared to Lafferty and Gresda, I mean, Doran's has already played a couple of uh, development team games in the last uh, the last week or so, last couple of weeks. Which no, let's be honest, he probably doesn't doesn't have to do when he's in that position of trying to find a new club and you no know, Rangers are trying to trying to get rid of him. Um, but I think what you can see is his attitude will always be spot on. He'll always do what's asked of him. There's no doubt he'll go away and train. if another <clears throat> if another bid comes in or another club comes in for him, he'll obviously weigh it up. But again, unlike the others, if he does just keep his head down, work away, play some reserve games, no, if and it's a big if, this the season doesn't or the start of the season doesn't go to plan for Rangers. In terms of the results, um, if there is some injuries to to the midfield department and guys, guys drop out, then there might be a chance for him. If he's in the background, he's working away. No doubt, Steven Gerrard will be watching these reserve games, development games. Um, if he sees him performing at a real high level, who knows? There might still be a chance for him in the last the last year's deal. But you have to say it's looking pretty bleak at the moment for him and you would you would have to think that by the end of the, the transfer window he'll probably be elsewhere.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a real shame. I mean, football is always about if spots and, and timings and I just feel Graeme Dorn's timing of getting his dream move to Rangers was all wrong yeah, mm-hmm. under the, the Pedro, Pedro Cusinha era getting the injury when they did because he started remember did he score the two goals at Motherwell when he did, in yeah. the opening games of that campaign and he really did look the real deal for me it seemed to be the the signing of the summer at that point for Rangers the, the one yeah. that brought the most hope for Rangers fans and the injury happened Pedro Cusinha happened had they maybe been signed a year or two later when Gerard taken over, yeah. But then it's all ifs and buts, isn't it? It's mm. just a shame for the boy.
2: I, not think. I think. I think if I don't expect Kyle Lafferty, Eros Gresda, Jordan Ross, I don't expect any of them to go somewhere and you no know, blossom so much that that Rangers fans look back and think maybe we, maybe we should have, maybe we should have hung on to him, maybe we should have given him another chance. I don't expect it with those guys but with Dorans. There's a chance, I mean he's the kind of guy, if he does get a hundred percent fit with the quality he's got, if he was to go to you no know, the English Championship, for instance, next season, um, get himself fit, get himself back to somewhere near you know where he was at when he was you know, at the kind of peak East powers, then you no know, Rangers might look back with a wee bit of regret and think, we should have maybe given him a maybe giving him a chance. He's still you know, he's still young enough, early, you know, early thirties. Um, I think personally, it'd have been worth, it'd have been worth keeping in that squad uh, at the start of this season if he's fit. Yeah. So you no, know, time, time will tell. Uh, but listen, Stephen Gerrard's paid to make you no know, big decisions, tough decisions. Calum's right. He's gave him you no. Know, he's gave Dons a lot of time to get fit. He's gave Jordan Rossiter a lot of time to get fit. You no, know, had a load move as well, but. Clearly, they've just no done enough. They've no shown enough to convince Gerrard, um and he had to pick a pool of players to get into the start of this season, and they've they've just missed out.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's very much that it's uh, about clearing the decks now, isn't it? About cutting, trimming that bloated squad now. Sticking with it, we might agree there's life left in um, Graham Dorans yet, but looking at the deadwood, the Kyle Lafferty's, Heroes Gresda, Joe Dodo um who probably is just out his depth. Um Jason Hall Jason Holt. I mean tally up the the wages there and you're looking pff, after a good whack, sixty, seventy thousand a mm. week possibly. Um is there a worry that there doesn't seem to be any movement for the Calum, what's coming to you? Any movement on bids to, to to tempt it Rangers to, to move these guys on
0: definitely is because Gerrard's got his squad and as I was saying earlier the spirit looks high you don't want these guys that know they've got no part to play hanging about like leaving a bad smell over the place you know what yeah. I mean uh, so you'll be desperate to get them out but it's when you're looking at these players like you're struck, they've not played much football have they Very so it's going it to be, be all about reputation and uh at Grezda, I think they will get rid of him because he seems to have a bit of international pedigree. You, know if, ah,
1: you think that's enough? I mean, it's international pedigree for uh, Albania and even then he's, he's hardly setting the hell on fire. Did it's
0: attitude know? problems with him, it seems, uh, from an outsider looking in. Uh, he's had some problems with the national team, I believe, recently. He didn't show up or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. So clubs are maybe looking at that and when you have a guy like that, you want off your wage bill, it can come a bit of a nightmare. Kyle Lafferty seems to be kind of on the wrong side of his football career, you know. I think he was linked to a move to Saudi Arabia I mean that shows th- Thailand mean, as well if there's not even anyone in the if you get the money just let him go but whether he if you're not in even anyone in the Scottish league kind of looking at him that that's a lot like mm-hmm. you'd think he could maybe still do a job for a hearts but they don't really seem interested so you're getting teams like Saudi Arabia Joe Dudu I'm sure that he's played an English Championship there's no one looking at him they looked him down there and thought nah he's not worth it so it's I just getting a bit of a worry. D-
1: Dodo and Holt I can thoroughly see or imagine moving on and loan back down to England at least and that wouldn't be a problem. It's, it, it seems to be it seems to be Lafferty and Gresda that are the big problems and both will be on good good wages. Um one, it comes down to if anyone wants some, and two, how low are rangers prepared to go. Um also comes down, down to their attitude offloading.
2: Fraser though. No. It depends what their mindset is. If they are willing just to sit you know, for a season at least, um, picking up a wage at Rangers, uh, training you know, with the kids, playing development games, there's not a lot Rangers or Steven Gerrard can do about it. It'd be frustrating for the club's point of view, but ultimately... No, if you're being brutal about it, it's the club's fault. No, it's the the recruitment policy, um, or the recruitment. work that was done brought Kyle Lafferty back for Hearts um, for a transfer fee. Uh, it'll be on decent money. And Eros Gresda, no, being the biggest disaster of them all, um, as a as a two million pound signing, uh, was kind of hailed when he came in as you not know, the best player in Croatian football. Um, He's been you no know, a catastrophe uh, in uh, for that point of view because he's contributed pretty much nothing. I Agree with Callum, his attitude doesn't look doesn't look great on or off the pitch. Um, so it's about whether what, what these players want to do now. Do they want to sit about or do they want to get? You no, know, do they want to work with their agent and and Mark Allen <coughs> to try and get a deal elsewhere? Difficult for Rangers. No, they don't want to be paying these guys off uh, and making heavy losses, but by the same token as Callum says, they really want them hanging around the, the place, you no, know, bringing a kind of negative vibe, and everything else seems to be seems to be so positive.
1: Um, Lafferty has never been one for hanging about. To be fair, other clubs, no. is, is always moved on. <coughs> Things haven't really been going for him. It's crazy for me, I mean, how low. How much of a loss would the Rangers be willing to make? Do you think Ingrazia just to to get him off the books?
2: Well, I think that there's two options. I mean, if they paid two million for him, they would hope that somebody would come in of a bid, day, like a million pound or just over a million pound to, to get him. No, it's he is an international player. He clearly had no had some good games in creation football. I mean, Barisic and and Katic spoke very very highly of him. So, no, they'll be hoping that somebody comes in with a bid of, like, a million pound to, to get them out of there. That's going club from that area, isn't it, sure
1: You, like, you would think so. Uh,
2: either, either, that, either that or the next best thing would be a loan move uh, where the, you know, the the club who are uh, taking him on loan pays the, the big chunk of, of wages, we'll no, say 78% of the, the wages, and at least that gets... No, pretty much the whole wage off the wage bill, it gets him out of the building, and by the time he comes back, he's another year into his his contract, and you can look at it again. You know, one of those options would seem the most likely for for Gresda. I agree on Lafferty, he strikes me as a guy who'll be disappointed, and he'll just want to play, uh, and probably will go to somewhere in in Europe, or or a Far East, or something like that. that, that's... Where I think he'll he'll end up, um, and the other guys you mentioned, uh, I expect the likes of Holt or, or Dodo, um, either to stay in Scotland or to get deals down south. I mean, to be fair to those two, uh, when Jason Holt's played down south, the likes of Sheffield United or, or Fleetwood, or that he's done sure. well. <laughs> uh, I think Dodo. Uh, was pretty decent at Blackpool uh, as well. He's still young enough. He no, there's clearly a talent in there with Joe Dodo. I mean when he came through it at Leicester people were people were raving about him. So those are a bit different. You expect clubs will take take chances on them. Yeah. They sh- they shouldn't be too difficult to move on. But you're right, no, Lafferty and particularly Gresda will be the will be the difficult ones for, for marketing. He Arlington. must have
0: a good agent but Gresda if he managed to spin that Best player in Christian football, I know, I know
2: exactly,
1: exactly <laughs> right. Let's finish on a, a positive. Um, big Phil has been introduced to the, the Rangers' support. Philip Hellander uh, three million pound signing for Bologna. Uh, dropped in just after last week's podcast, that wasn't very helpful, but um, because it seems an age ago now that that signing happened, but it was just five days. Uh, Steve Gerrard reckons it was a bargain buy at three million he's uh, edging towards the most expensive since Nikika Jelovic. Um at that price he's got to play surely Scott isn't he otherwise he'll be a flop
2: oh I think so I mean he'll be at that price coming in with that kind of stature that calibre he'll be a first choice centre back for Rangers when he's when he's fit um left footed I think isn't it? Left oh, footed so yeah. gives him that bit of balance as well. Uh, he's clearly been a, you know, a prime target for Gerard this summer. Um I'm no surprise. I mean some people have said surprised that they've they've kind of spent that amount of money on a centre back. I'm not, because I think any team who are serious about going and winning titles, winning trophies, it's all built from the from the back. Um Rangers were decent in defence last season, but you no. Know, we consider you know, one of the centre backs they had in Joe Warrell was a guy on loan who, let's be honest, didn't really want to be there. I think he was open about that himself. He'd rather have still been at Nottingham Forest. Uh, another of the centre backs was Gareth McCauley, coming to the end of his, his career. He was only seen as a kind of stopgap. And even uh, Nico Katic. As a young Croatian guy, you know, brought in for a, uh, you know, a provincial club in, in Croatia, coming to a club the size of Rangers, um, it was always going to take him a bit of time to establish himself and, and stuff like that. So, when you compare that to now, it looks a lot better. They've got four centre-backs all signed to the club. Goldson is a first pick. Helander, I think, will be a first pick. Swedish international... Big money, he's played in Serie A, good experience. And then underneath that, you've got Katic, who is a fan's favourite, quite rightly. He's never really let Rangers down when he's played, and is a year down the line. Uh, he's even had the experience of playing at the under-21 Euros in the, the summer, which have done him the world of good. Uh, and Edmondson probably is a fourth centre-back, who I must say in the kind of pre season bits that I've seen has looked very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um no both both feet strong um likes a, a ping for the for the back to either either full back. So I think Rangers now, on the face of it, look very strong yeah. in that, that department. Uh, and as I say, there's going to be guys will be disappointed, maybe not playing as many games. Catech, Edmondson but I think they need to realise that Stephen Gerrard and Rangers, if they're going to go and win trophies and be serious contenders, they need four centre-backs. Yeah. They, they need guys who they can rely on. Um, I expect, for instance, the kind of early Betfred Cup games, that might be when you see Katic and Edmondson getting about a bit of game time. Europa League probably comes into that category as well. They all need to realise they're going to play a part. If Rangers are going to have a long... 60-game season, all all four centre-backs are going to get game time, but um, going back to your initial point, I think Hellander will definitely be a, a first choice with Goldson, um, talking about Gerald having that perfect team in his mind, I think those two will be his two two centre-backs.
1: Okay, Callum, let's come to you and that, because I know you've done a wee bit of digging on Hellander, and we will like to do a bit of digging on a new sign what wasn't Uh, looking too deep into the subject was a guy that mentioned to me that he looks like uh, Joe Warrell with a bigger beard (laughs) but uh, (laughs) I'm sure Rangers fans will be hoping he's a good two steps ahead of Joe Worrell in terms of his uh, development as a player Um, I think reading some reports in Italy he had a tendency to overplay to try Mm. to overplay and he was part of a Bologna side that were clearly struggling and when Nzaghi got the punt in January, he just yeah. fell right out of the picture And um, under Mihailovic. So, it's a guy coming in perhaps low on confidence, but um, do you go along with, with Scott's assertion that he'll be a, a, a first choice alongside Goldson?
0: Definitely, 100%. Uh, yeah, basically last season, uh, Bologna hired a new manager and then he was put under a bit of pressure from the fans to change and chop a lot of the team. So he did have some troubles last season but before that, this guy's really highly rated. He's started the last two of Sweden Sweden's international qualifiers. Last four, I think. Last four, yeah. four Euro qualifiers. There you or? go. You've done better digging than me. <laughs> 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 but uh, but nah, he's, uh, got a, he's won titles with Malmo in Sweden. He's got a massive uh, like p- massive reputation. as a good centre-half, and he is a massive guy, <laughs> from what I saw on Sunday when he got out in the pitch. Uh, he's uh, left-footed. So I think that's why gerard has been desperate to get someone in left footed uh, for a bit of balance. But uh, you're right, he's, he's passing. He's not a, He's not one of these centre-halves that's going to bring the ball out of play. And passing, that is not a strong game. What he has, he's an old-fashioned centre-half who's going to scare defenders. Uh, he's strong in the tackle. He's a massive unit. And it's what I think Gerard's looked at after his first season in Scotland and been like, this is what you need in Scotland. Yeah. A good, a
1: good old Scandinavian, exactly. I, th- I
2: think just you're talking about passing out for the back. I mean, I thought that was one of the encouraging things about the, the kind of short interview that he did when when he signed uh, last week when he was talking about his qualities as a defender. It wasn't about, no, here's so many defenders now, I like to play for the back. I think mm. I'm a good passer No, both feet. He was talking about defending, defending yeah. his box, winning headers, tackling... That's I think what Steven Gerrard's looking for. That'll yeah. be music to his ears, and I think it's no, it's good to hear that for once for centre back that just wants to go and it wants to go and defend. Oh, of course, um, and I think I agree with yeah. Calm. though, no, you think the games where Rangers drop points that last season, losing sloppy goals. He'll just want it to be a lot tighter this season, uh, and I think Helander with his height, with his aggression. Um, no, it'll help Rangers in that in that regard. But um, also,
1: the, the point you made earlier that it gives them the option to go with back three now as well. Yep. If Maybe they're up against a team that got a front two or whatever, and they want to play two proper wing backs. Another option that Steve Gerrard's got now. is four centre half.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't envisage Gerrard doing it too often. I mean, I think he only tried it once last season at Motherwell, and it didn't, it didn't work, it did work, well. work too well. Um, I, I see that more as a maybe. No, during games, changing it if if things aren't going well and you want to switch it to a three, um, depending on the result or you no know, personnel or whatever, I, I expect them pretty much to line up as we as we discussed um, earlier on. But it's good for Rangers having that having that option there. As I say, that th- those four centre backs now, you no, know, for different reasons, look look really strong, and I think it'll be. I think when Gerard looks at his squad compared to this time last year in that department he'll be a lot a lot lot happier.
0: Gerard mentioned as well that Holanda's a leader. Yeah. And this goes back to my point I made last week that I didn't sometimes I felt there wasn't enough leadership in the back to of Goldson and Katicks. Yeah. So I think that's something else Gerard will be looking for. A big a guy in the center half who's shouting orders, commanding yeah. players about. Uh but there's another point to make I think uh Nicola Katic is not wanting to give up one of those spots this season. Oh, <laughs> From absolutely. From what I've seen, he came be on. was a came on at half time on Sunday, and this first, I think it was the first 20 seconds, absolutely That's smashed same same into the Marseille boys. I yeah. And nearly put him in half, and you looked over the side, it's just and, uh, Andrew Villas Bosch's face. <laughs> it's like he was showing it's <laughs> an exhibition. Like it
2: was. I agree. <laughs> I think Katic, no, Katic wasn't happy at losing his place last season and he came back in at the end of the, at the end of the campaign and performed well again. Yeah, so I mean he will be disappointed but again these guys have got to realize it's a squad game. Uh it's a long season. Katich is a young guy still, you no know, I think he's still only 21, uh, 21 22. Mm-hmm. Uh his whole career ahead of him. You no, know, he will play games this season there's no doubt about it. Um so I don't, ex- I, I don't expect to make him to kind of throw the toys of the pram if he doesn't start the first, first game of the season. Mm-hmm. I think Gerard will have drilled into everyone in that squad. Listen, I'm going to need every one of you, basically, whether it's nobody play six games, sixteen games, whatever. Uh, everyone, if you're going to win a title, no, we've seen it with Celtic in the last. Few years, uh, you look at Celtic and think of guys like Johnny Hayes, for instance, and you know, people that come in and, and don't play that many games, but still contribute to to winning trophies, winning titles. That's what Rangers need to get back to uh, if they're going to be the you know, the number one club in Scotland again. And I think the players will see that. I think they'll they'll realise that. Um, and ju- just on Hillander I think it's worth mentioning that Gerard, you no, know, Gerard spoke so often towards the end of last season and this summer about signing guys who are going to strengthen the first team and I think Helander's the, the perfect example of that that's why you pay big money to go straight into the, the starting 11 um, and looking at the team on Sunday no, I think you're only I think you're only really looking at I think he's probably signed three players this summer who he feels are ready to go straight into the first team and that would be Helander, Aribo and Ojo the others, no, Greg Stewart, Jordan Jones, uh, Jake Casey, whoever. Depth. I think that's for the, the strength and depth uh, that we spoke about. No, I've said it many times, I think he looked at that kind of layer underneath his first team last season and realised it wasn't good enough. Yeah. I think he looked at his bench several times throughout the campaign in certain games. It wasn't strong enough. Uh, I always hop back to the game at Dens Park against ten men. You no, know, they drew one each. Couldn't break Dundee down. I remember Gerard looking at the bench, and really, the only guy he had was Ejaria, who you no, know, he wasn't even a success at Rangers during that loan spell. But he was the only guy you know, that had a bit of creativity that might unlock something. Now, if Gerard's in that position, he should be able to look at his bench and see. No, uh, Jordan Jones, Greg Stewart, Jamie Murphy, Greg Doherty. No, guys that will no could go into the park and actually give them something and change a change a game for you. Ojo comes out of that category as well. Yeah. So, I think uh, in terms of strength in the first team, I think he's got the guys he w- he wanted: Helander, Aribo, and Ojo. And he'll obviously hope that the last piece in the jigsaw might be might be Ryan Kent. Oh, I Barton. thought we were going to get oh, through a
1: podcast about that name. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> close. Do you know the way we've described that? It's you've got to say it's been a successful transfer window for Rangers. They've done some great great work, but as always, the proof will be in the pudding. It just looks a very balanced squad with great depth now, and. Um, Let's leave Ryan Kent till next week. We know he's away to America. We we'll that's going to drag on a bit longer. St. George's on up on Thursday. That that's done and dusted. What, what do we expect? What sort of team do we expect to see out there? Do you think eleven fringe men or is a difficult one? Isn't it? I mean, <laughs> the game is surely surely done. My word,
0: it'd be, be a massive shock if, if that happened. But <laughs> <it would be laughs> I'd, uh, get good odds for that. But no, nah, I just think he's going to keep kind of. I think he's starting want to shape his first team now you know so I actually think so he for might that
1: reason again Gobi's
0: yeah I don't think he's going weapon. to play as weekend a team as uh, you think Like it's not going to be another couple of weeks till the next European game uh-huh. so I think he's going to keep going with the guys that it's time to prove yourself you know uh-huh. and he'll be starting early so I think there'll be some strong players playing yeah definitely
1: chance here never like getting ahead myself but a chance here to rack up a real potential Record scoreline if he does go with a well. I
0: it's a ge- it's a perfect game for players want to get into Steven Gerrard's plans, isn't it? Go yeah. out there, put in a good performance, get a few goals.
1: And I suppose I you guys get a feel for a competitive game at Ibrox or that as well.
0: But I think it could be could be an impressive scoreline for Rangers.
1: Scotty, I, th- I, right I, think it'll,
2: I think you I think you'll give a few fringe boys a chance. Uh, with St Josephs, I mean they've got they've obviously got these other two friendlies coming up in the. Uh, the other European games I think he'll look on this game as a chance to give guys guys a bit of game time and maybe haven't had as much you know Greg Stewart Jake Hasty uh, Matt Polster people like that maybe Edmondson
1: uh, as well
2: get Edmondson feel possibly for again um, so I think I think they'll maybe get a chance it's obviously going to be a going to be a formality uh, I'm not sure about running up record scores right enough but uh, no, nah, I mean it should be fairly comfortable you know it's like in terms of you no know, who to play, it's all scientific. Now they look at you no know, minutes they've had Aye. pre-season, they look at you no know, fitness levels etc. So there'll be guys due due some game time, and I think this is the perfect perfect game for. Them.
1: Brilliant lads, thanks very much again Don't forget then, we'll be live blogging that one From Ibrox on Thursday And uh, you'll get all the reaction um, To the Europa League qualifier At dailyrecord.co.uk That's all from us, thanks to Scott and Callum for coming on If you want to continue the debate You can find us on Twitter at record underscore sport And on Facebook as well We'll be back next week to talk all things Rangers So don't forget to subscribe on Acast And iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available And you can rate us on there too Thanks very much for listening